0: Hey, I'm Fred.
1: I'm Phoebe. And I'm It.
0: And this is Creator Generation.
1: All right, Fred, what are we doing this week?
0: So it's no secret there's a lot of craziness going on in the global economy at the moment, and that's causing a lot of uncertainty with creditors asking us how it's going to affect them. So this week we thought we would explain to you how a creditor can survive and even thrive during an economic downturn.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Let's get into
2: it.
1: Create A Generation A
2: hype. All right, we're back with another episode of Creator Generation, but this week something's a little bit different. We're calling it the Recession Session, otherwise known as the Recess. <laughs> Phoebe came up with that, so thanks. But look, we're going to we're going to break down what's going on with the economy. Is there going to be a creator economy winter? If so, what can you as a creator uh do to prepare yourself?
0: Firstly, I want to say that it does sound scary, and it, it, it doesn't have to be. So we're going to look at all the elements of it and show you why you don't necessarily have to be scared by it, and don't panic because there are a bunch of things you can do. So we're trying to make this uh, friendly and um, help you understand what's going on so you can make better decisions. That's basically what we're trying to do. Well,
1: this is helpful yeah. already because I don't understand that I am panicking. <laughs> <laughs> right, Please <okay>. help. <laughs>
0: Very
2: nice. All Take right. a breath. All right. Well, what what is going on? I guess that's the that's the, probably the best place to start. Why are we talking about this, Fred? Like, why are we flagging this now, and recording an episode all about this thing? Economic downturn potential.
0: Okay. Well, I think everyone's sort of aware there are a bunch of things that are happening in the economy at the moment, um, and it's important to remember that what we're trying to do is, it's about being prepared for a multitude of different situations. Um, So you know what your options are, right? So if things change, they go up or they go down, you know what to do. So basically, that's why we're doing this. But it's all based on a couple of uh, problems we're seeing globally, right? And that is the fact that the overall global economy seems to be overheating, right? It seems to be like there's a lot of energy in the economy. A lot of things are happening. You know, the credit economy has grown a lot in the last couple of years. The economies have grown really uh, well in the last couple of years. And that's getting to a point where it's getting, well, like I said, it's overheating. And that's causing this issue you've probably heard a lot about, and that is um, inflation. Right? Now, inflation in a nutshell basically means that things the like goods and services, things you'd like to buy or need to buy are just getting more expensive and harder to purchase. And that can't continue. We have to rein that in. Otherwise, no one will really ever be able to afford anything. So that's kind of where we see ourselves right now. The reason it's happened, well, there are a lot of thoughts on this. But if I could put it in a nutshell, I'd say this, right? COVID was a really scary time, not just for people, but for governments. Like when COVID hit suddenly and everyone got shut down, there was a massive panic because governments started to think, well, we can't have our economy shut down. This would be terrible. So what they basically did was put in a ton of stimulus. It pumped a lot of money, a lot of stimulus in the economy, right? Now that mixed with the fact that everyone was locked at home and there was all this pent up sort of desire to buy things <laughs> basically caused everyone to go mad and spend a lot of money right and when you throw in the factor that there are uh, there are areas like China that are still suffering from you know um lockdowns there's a knock-on effect with the supply chain, right? You can't get enough supply at the door. So there was this massive spend in the economy. There was a massive demand. Suppliers were fighting it hard to keep up. Then you've got ongoing issues with COVID in China causing more supply issues. And then when you throw in like a war in Europe, which caused even more supply issues, you've got quite a complex uh, set of circumstances that are causing things to get a little bit out of hand. So basically, these supply issues and high demand have been causing the escalating prices I talked about, which is inflation.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And like I said, this has to be slowed down. Otherwise, we're going to be in a very tricky place.
1: Well, I'm glad you explained it. I look, I'm not an idiot, but I didn't quite understand it. <laughs> um, it was something I was supposed to unlearn in school and I just couldn't grasp it. So, Matt and I, the other day, we were listening to a whole bunch of YouTube videos explaining it in the car on the way to a family do. So, if anybody else out there didn't understand it, I got you. Me neither. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, I hope what I explained helped you understand a, a little bit uh, more and didn't confuse you as much. But, like, we need, we want to understand the fundamentals, right?
2: On all, all, all that learning that you and Matt did, Phoebe, do you have a, a real, a really short, fast nutshell of like, like Fred set up the context and the premise. What's, what's your nutshell? Like I'm super keen to hear Phoebe translate.
1: Oh no. Okay. This is really putting me on the spot. I feel like I'm being called on by the teacher to speak in class. To check no,
2: no, not like in a, uh, like a real like <laughs> <Okay>. lecturer or teacher <laughs> way, like just down to earth Phoebe way.
1: Okay. All right. Um, Here's what happened. You came up with, yeah. <laughs> with recess.
2: <laughs> yeah, you came up I'm, with that. That's gold.
1: I'm the brains behind recess. You heard it here first. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. We were all inside for a really long time, and everybody just wanted to get their spend on. And then the government was just pumping money out, going, you have some money, you have some money, you have some money. And then we we're all like, hell, yeah. So we all started spending all this money, and then people started making more stuff so that they could meet the demand. And then they didn't have enough stuff, so they put the prices of the stuff up and – that's what happened. Inflate. That's
0: that's actually very accurate, pretty much exactly what happened in a nutshell. So that's pretty good. You explained it very clearly. I did it. Yeah. It's basically people went mad and suppliers couldn't cope and prices went up and here we are with inflation. And that has to slow down. And basically the way it slows down, or one of the key ways it slows down for governments to step in again. And combat that by increasing interest rates. So when they increase interest rates, what happens is that it's harder to borrow money. Mm -hmm. So people spend more time servicing their debt and they don't buy things they really like. And when they're not buying things they really like, they're buying things that are important, you know, businesses suffer. And when businesses suffer, they lay off employees. And unemployed people don't have a lot of money to spend.
2: And so the cycle goes in order to try and slow things down. So... Let's alleviate the doom and gloom. Well maybe <laughs> let's not actually we won't go there yet because but we will alleviate some of the doom and gloom. Please. Um but maybe let's keep let's keep going into like what's going on and really understand it. Um hmm. so yeah, so what does this mean? Like what 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 does this actually translate to? Like what's happening then? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is where there's sort of a lot of debate, right? So I think it doesn't look great, and most people agree. Like, there are all these factors around, and they have to be adjusted. But it's such an unusual time in history, and there are so many factors at play. What's going to happen, what the actual outcome is is really debated. Like, there's a lot of debate. Like, for example, like I mentioned, there's things ongoing issues with COVID. There's the Ukrainian war. But then at the same time, there's like a really strong jobs market as well. So there, there are all these conflicting things. That are causing people to debate like what the actual uh, output of all this is, like will we have a recession? will it be long? Will it just be a tiny one? Will there be even a recession at all, for example right so that 's why I said at the start it 's about being prepared right it 's not all doom and gloom, we just want to try and understand what 's happening with the economy and how we might adjust to what could potentially happen right so um, I mean, we are already seeing, for example, um, corrections and things like the stock market, which has fallen a bit, and the crypto market, which have also fallen um, quite a lot. But, like, whenever I'm unsure of a situation or the direction it's going to go in, I do like to look at the fundamentals of it, right? I always try and identify when there's a lot of information flying at me, I always go back and say, okay, what are the fundamentals of what's going on? And I use that to sort of judge the overall direction. That's worked pretty well for me. So, some of the fundamentals we're seeing here is things like debt is high. There's a lot of debt, right? Governments are bailing out a lot right they're printing a lot of money that's at an all-time high to put stimulus into the economy and then inflation in the u.s especially is at a 40-year high and in other places in the world inflation is really high as well and those fundamental issues do need to be addressed and if they're not addressed like i said the economy will go out of control which is not good for anyone or the global economies will go out of control which is not good for anyone right Mm -hmm. but i heard something really interesting the other day uh, by a guy called michael burry do you know who michael burry is well he's a big big friend of the
2: show big big, big <laughs> He's a L- long time <laughs> listener okay Did, have you guys watched Shout out the to big my boy short i've have have n- not
1: the watched the big short but it's about the oh, the really bad Phoebe. time that happened <laughs>
0: it's
2: a good movie yeah
0: <laughs> it's about it's it's about uh, the the great recession or the global financial crisis in 2008 right and michael bari was the guy who predicted the problems in the housing uh, sector 2 years before it happened okay um and he wasn't very popular people didn't like his opinion they thought he was crazy i mean who bets basically against housing is what what they basically said but he saw that the fundamentals didn't make any sense and he wanted to draw that to his attention but people don't like bad news and everyone basically said no it's not gonna happen sure enough there was a huge issue and the whole (laughs) world (laughs) went into a recession now he pointed out something really interesting the other day he pointed out that U.S. personal saving levels have fallen to levels uh, 2013 levels, right? So basically, people's personal savings have fallen to 2013 levels, right? The savings rate, I mean, the rate at which they're saving, have fallen to 2008 levels. That during that that great recession time, which is not good. Furthermore, credit card debt in the U.S. is growing at a staggering rate, which is outpacing pre-COVID times as well, wow. right? And this is with all those trillions of dollars spent by the US government. Mm -hmm. um, And these things are still occurring. And I think that is problematic. And he points that out. He says, like, this is going to result in a consumer recession where there's all this debt and, um, you know, all these tricky things coming up. Well, people are not going to be spending as much money. And if that happens, then businesses are going to suffer as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that is very telling. And I should also point out that Michael Burry. Um, predicted the inflation issue like over a year ago when n- none of this seemed to be a really big issue. He pointed this out as well. So look, based on those fundamentals, I do think um, you know there has to be some level of correction. The extent of that, I have no idea, but there has to be
2: some adjustment, okay? And sort of that's where we are right now. Phoebe, do you want to translate that one again or we'll just keep going?
1: I think that <laughs> one is pretty simple. I think everybody follow... Barry on whatever platform he's on, and just do whatever he says.
0: (laughs) He's on Twitter, and he has a pretty good stuff on Twitter. I'm about to
1: (laughs) resurrect my Twitter account just for the intel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, you know, like I, no one like like you keep saying, Fred. No one likes to hear bad news, but things did go ballistic the last couple of years, right? Like, Mm, particularly, you know, like a lot of creators would have seen channels blow up because of obviously people at home watching, but then also the associated ad revenue that went with it, with advertisers piling on and people buying stuff, buying merch, making themselves feel better with a bit of retail therapy. Mm. That's going to correct. Like, mm. it can't mm. keep going crazy. Whether mm. it dives or just corrects to where it probably should be in a sane same market, that's what's the unknown. But it's unknown, I think, is and it's uncertainty. You know, this is why we're, we're diving into this for everyone, like to unpack it. Like, we're calling this session the recession, recession, session, <laughs> recession. Let's get a definition on. What, what's a recession other than a really rad title for a podcast episode, the recession. What's a recession?
0: Basically, recessions, they do tend to sound pretty scary. But really, all it is, is just a period of negative growth in the economy, right? Um, and everyone gets impacted in different ways. And that depends on your circumstances, uh, your occupation, where you are in the world. Everyone is impacted differently. What I think makes this one a little bit scary, especially for creators, is the fact that almost none of them have actually actively run businesses through a recession previously, right? Apart that's from true. obviously COVID. Um, most creators, they have not run businesses or yeah. uh, channels in, in the last period, which is like in 2008 when, you know, a lot of creators like I said, went around doing what they do. Um, so that's why um, it does seem a little bit scary. Now, I actually did run a media company back in the last recession, um, and there are distinctly things I, I learned. And one of the things I learned was this, it is it is a tricky period. And, you know, people do live their job and there's gravity to that. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are certain things you can definitely do to stay resilient and even see an upside if you if you know where to look. So, like I said, it's all about being prepared. So, when we look at recessions, one of the things like Ant pointed out was that, you know, this thing has to be corrected. So recessions, in a way, do correct the economy, because they get things sort of back to equilibrium, so we can keep moving forward. Now, that is debated. But generally speaking, recessions do tend to have a a restorative effect, not downplaying the fact that people losing jobs and stuff like that is very hard, very, very hard for everyone. But they do tend to get things back at equilibrium again. I guess most of what I guess our audience are are interested in are like, what does it mean for creators, right? Like what, what does it mean? Right. Like Phoebe, what what do you, what do you think it'll mean for you? I'm interested to hear, what do you think it's going to mean for Uh, you as a a creator? I
1: think my high functioning anxiety tells me it's just going to be a disaster. It's immediate stress. Um, It's snowballing and it's overwhelming. (laughs) I think it's just tough because I'm coming off two or so really bad years anyway. You know, 2019 for me, I was crushing it. And then 2020 happened and it was terrible. The next year happened and it's just been like really impacted our income already. You know, we're already behind the eight ball. We work in the travel space. So there was no opportunity to travel those last few years. So it felt like we were just starting to get back on our feet. Now this other thing is happening. And I'm I'm freaking out. I feel like I'm going to be even further behind time-wise where I wanted to be. It's going to be even harder for us financially. Like, yeah, I'm stressed on all fronts, gang. Please help.
0: Yeah, and look, I mean, like, 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 point out, like, recessions do affect different people in different ways, and it'll affect different creators in different ways depending on who you are, what type of creator you are, um, you know, your revenue streams, all sorts of things will, will affect that. And then you're right, like, people like travel creators will be particularly hard affected because, like you said, you're affected by COVID and if restrictions yeah. happen and like you know people don't travel as much all those yeah. issues happen so yeah. you know travel is one of those industries that, that's sort of like at the at that forefront element whenever something happens the economy is so heavily affected it goes yeah. up and down like a yo-yo right so it It varies for everyone, but there are definitely things you you can you can do to um to hopefully make yourself a little bit more robust right mm-hmm. but there are certain things like that are likely to happen um and are likely to impact creators. so I guess yeah. the first thing we'd look at is that consumers or in your case your viewers will be spending less money, like we pointed out before if there's less money uh, available, they will be spending less money right. um and that happens in any recession um and in a nutshell, basically what that means is they'll have less discretionary spending they're going to spend less on the things they really like. Right? They have to spend more on things that they need more than things that they really like. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, advertisers will, will feel this as well and they'll be spending less to adjust. So you will see a drop typically in your rates, uh, lower RPMs yeah. and CPMs will come out of that. Um, and then there's also the fact that brand deals will obviously also be affected. So brands and agencies uh, may not have as much to spend on integrations and partnerships. So mm-hmm. you're going to see things like that happen with, with Creators too. And look, that's going to knock on to a bunch of other revenue sources as well. But generally, you tend to see that cascading effect uh, based on what I what I mentioned above, right? Mm. Um, but there are definitely things you can do as a creator. And sort of I want to touch on that. Actually, I want to go into that in a bit of detail to sort of explain what you could do as a creator. And, you know, Phoebe, I'd love your feedback on that to see how that would ap- apply to you. Absolutely. Right? So <laughs> I basically like to look at it in, in three key areas. Like I've sort of broken it down. Um, I've seen a lot of tips out there, a lot of people saying a lot of different things, but This would be the three key areas I would focus on. If I was a creator, um, starting with strengthening and diversifying your revenue streams, right? It's important to realize that just because brands might be spending less doesn't mean they're spending nothing. Advertisers and brands will still need to spend money, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I just think they're going to be making smarter choices with their money, right? Right. Um, They'll be looking... Um, for better opportunities, better conversions, um, you know, their teams will be smaller, they'll be looking to you know, get high impact returns. Um, and that's actually where being a creator can be extremely useful for a brand. So um, a lot of creators will be in a, in a really good space because um, if you can show them a couple of key things, then I think that will translate to a lot of value for brands. For example, if you show a brand that you're in a specific niche, then you have a captive and a loyal audience um, the money they spend with you can have be more targeted and have a potentially better conversion, right? So are you um, s- and that's
1: are you saying there, Fred? That maybe like because we're not one of the big guys. You know, there are other people in our space that have millions of of subscribers, and we don't. So should we not be afraid and intimidated of people with bigger size because we yeah. can focus on our niche?
0: And that's right. So you can you can actually offer them you know better value for money. So they might be spending less, but they're going to be have much more targeted. So the people in in our niche will be like you know, really targeted. So for example, well, there might be bigger issues in the U.S. and stuff like that, there might be a really good, uh, you know, local tourism market right. um, and you can go to lo- local tour operators and say, hey, look, we have a very good local following in, in these areas. Mm. You know, you can advertise with us in a very cost-effective way and be very targeted. So you're going to get a better conversion rate. And if you can show them that, that that will be really handy. So yeah. what I would recommend uh, right now is um, looking at brands that suit your audience and your niche, right? Mm-hmm. Start putting together like pitches focused on the value you can bring to both them and their audiences so that you can justify the rates you charge, right? So you just got to be a little bit more strategic and think about, well, if a brand is focused on this audience, how can I show them I have that audience and they are connected to me? And then if they give me X amount of dollars, they're going to get a much better conversion than going to TV or, you know, simple internet ads, those kind of things. So that is actually... Um, I think it's valuable. I think brands will find that valuable, but creators have to lift their game and not just make you know broad assertions. Be more specific and explain the specific value a brand is going to get uh, by working with you. Yeah,
1: right. That makes sense.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 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 look, yeah, I think look, it it, 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 does, it does it does make sense, and I think if if uh, it can, I, I have seen uh, creators that have good relationships with brands, even when you know there's less money in that sector they still spend with them because they know they're going to get a certain conversion so yeah. start thinking about that now start thinking about the value you're offering who those brands might be maybe make a short list of those brands and a pitch you might make for them based on the value you can provide to them and their and their audience and that is a, it's a good starting point mm-hmm. right yeah. secondly i'd say is if you only have a few income streams that you depend on heavily um or specifically if you depend on ad revenue heavily then i would really look at diversifying that in a manageable way. Now, what I mean by manageable is don't go out there and panic and try every bit of revenue because you're gonna do none of them particularly well, right? What we wanna look at is um, what will make the most sense for you um, in the next six or 12 months if you wanted to try a few key things, right? For example, if I had a channel uh, with revenue based on YouTube ads and I sold a whole bunch of merch, then you'd want to diversify in a couple of key ways. For example, the brand deals I mentioned before, look at specific brands that are well targeted to your audience, uh, perhaps get an agent to help you if you don't have an agent, right? The caveat to that is make sure that if you do get an agent, um, they have to be very helpful, you shouldn't be locked in and you should have a, actually have a good rate with them as well, right? So you want to make sure you have those aspects, but if you have someone in your corner, that might help you out um, a bit more you might also want to talk to a content aggregator, right? And these are companies you see around the place who take your current content and put it on different platforms. So basically, you don't have to do a whole lot of extra work. They'll take what you currently have, put it on other platforms, monetize it for you. So you basically have another source of revenue coming in and you don't have to do a tremendous amount of work for it. Just continue to make content the way you usually do. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the other ways I look at it is potentially can you build a product, right? And I don't mean a product like, you know, suddenly go out there and build a whole bunch of widgets where you need a lot of manufacturing for because like I said, there's manufacturing issues is going on. What I'm talking about is, can you build things like a digital product, right? Things that while they require a bit of effort to get off the ground, they don't have, they're don't not capital intensive. You don't have to keep, um, you have to spend a lot on them. You don't have to spend a lot storing them. Mm-hmm. Um, digital products can be very valuable if they're valuable to your audience. Don't make a piece of junk like, oh, I'm going to make an app and it's going to have no real value It's just a good idea but think about what does your audience actually value and can i create a digital product i can sell to them yes it requires a bit of upfront effort but that trailing income you're going to get from that can be extremely valuable especially if it's not super expensive or people think it's good value for money in a downturn they will still spend money on things like that so Mm. a good value uh, app or a digital product could be extremely good Um, during a downturn. So look, those are just a couple of things that um, I would do. Like I said, you really want to strengthen and diversify your revenue streams where possible. It's going to be different for every creator, but start thinking about that now.
1: Do you think there's value in adjusting the content you create for the time? So from a travel perspective, when we're talking, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should start, as we're taking these next trips over the coming months, should they have more of a budget focus to them?
0: Mm. That's really smart. Now, we haven't actually covered the content approach to it too, but it is a really good uh, a good uh, thought process. Like, yes, if you are going into a period where you are unsure about what's going to happen or you think, for example, people might be more budget yeah. uh, savvy, then yeah. yes, absolutely. Try and create versions of that that might have that. And yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. So while you're there, just shoot a little bit of extra content that yeah. um, targets that so, yep, you can use it again. So that's actually good. That's forward thinking. Like I said, you're just preparing for potential, potential situations. And even if it doesn't pan out that way, at least you've still got that in your back pocket. And you can always use that as a special episode, for example. So, yeah, absolutely. I definitely look at that element of, we call it seasonality, right, in terms yeah. of what may happen. And prepare for that by being a little bit more intelligent um, in your shooting.
1: And that right there, guys, is the entrepreneurial spirit that's going to see me through a <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Owning it.
2: Very yeah. nice. I and mean, like, you know, when you're thinking about these things, Phoebe, like the, you know, how you – how you approach the content yeah uh any of the other things popping out to you like are there a product or something that you guys can do that that brings value to your audience but obviously absolutely revenue to to (laughs) you guys
1: for sure um I know Matt's been toying with the idea of a digital product for quite some time so maybe now is the kind of fuel that we need to to get started on that so yeah maybe it's just time to to start thinking about all those little side projects we've been putting off and and maybe get them started as a little bit of a security blanket. Who doesn't want more money, right? (laughs) Whether it happens or not, who doesn't want more money? So, yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, just jumping in quickly to let you know that we have a companion article that goes along with this episode to give you a bit more information. It also has a bunch of links and resources to help you out. So if you are interested, check out the link below. All right, um, look, the next thing I have is, if the first tip is about sort of um, strengthening and diversifying revenue streams, the next thing I'd say is you really wanna understand and prepare your creative business, right? Think about what you're doing as a creative business, just not you as a creator, it is a business, you are running it, you're earning income from it, so you wanna understand and prepare that for what, what's coming. So the first thing I do is really try to understand the business as it stands and like, what are you spending money on? like what are you spending specifically spending your money on, mm. right? Um, when you understand how much money you're bringing in and what specifically you're spending your money on, you can make much better decisions um, going forward. So having things like a simple budget um, can be very valuable, right? And it, it doesn't have to be complex. You say the word budget and a lot of people, you know, clam up and they're like, oh, this sounds really complicated, but it doesn't have to be that, right? It can just be a forecast. You have the next couple of months, forecast how much money do you think you're gonna make based on what you've made sort of maybe even the month before or what you think is coming up with brand deals, for example. And then what are my expenses for that? And basically minus the bottom one from the top one and see what you have left going forward. And that gives you just a simple understanding of what's going on. For example, in our business, like we'll you know, we'll Estimate are twelve at least twelve months um, worth of expenses, and, and we you know we've done it a number of times over the years, so we get pretty accurate at, at what's happening. But we adjust that on a month by month basis so that adjusts going forward. So we understand where we're sitting. And a lot of advanced creators who, who maybe have accountants to help them out will do the same kind of thing. They need to understand what's happening, how much they're earning, and how much they're spending. So just make a simple budget um, to understand where you are. Like I can't tell you how many creators I've talked to who have zero or little understanding about the cash situation. Like I talked to one the other day and I'm like, oh, how much is this costing you? They're like, oh, I don't know. Mm. It, this much? It just <laughs> If it sounds like the right thing to do, I'll do it. But like that kind of thinking can be dangerous because if you end up having less money and you don't know what you're spending your money on, you may overspend and you're going to be in a really tricky situation really fast, right? So yeah. that is something to consider.
2: Particularly if you're talking things like you reliance on AdSense with YouTube. Yeah. Right? That can be lumpy, right? Like... Who knows if the rug can get pulled out from underneath you? Mm-hmm. And if mm. you don't know what that's going to be, that's just not a fun place to be. That's anyway, cool. Enough doom re- and gloom. Reminder. Yeah. the reminder. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No doom and gloom, but reality. It's not doom and gloom. Yeah. It's just exactly being right. ready. No. Yeah. It's being look, prepared. The, the, the other
0: thing you can do in being prepared is basically putting aside some f- spare funds, right? Yeah. Basically, if you have a bit of spare funds, put it aside and say, I'm not touching this. This is the amount... I'm going to use if things get out of hand. Now, mm-hmm. often credits will say, well, I'm pretty sure I can predict sort of what's going to happen with me going forward. The thing about this, especially in, a, in an economic downturn, is that while you might be a little bit more certain about what's happening to you, there are other people that it will impact and they will impact on you, right? So for example, no. you might do a brand deal, which you like, and then the brand is delayed in paying you because they're not getting their money from another source, right? No. So it may be a month or two out before you get the money. Yeah. Um, so that's where you have a fund like that to help you through. So it's not just about you, it's about everyone is suffering around you. So this fund is basically there to help it's a bit of a buffer um, if things get a little bit out of control. So yeah. that's why I recommend putting that money aside. Um, it's gonna, the amount varies for everyone. Everyone will have a, have a different amount. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, for example, we keep a couple of months spare mm. because we can afford it, but other companies will spend, you know, can sometimes have less or have more. It's up, it's up yeah. to them. Now, um, like I mentioned before, I went through uh, an economic downturn a recession with a company. Um, when we went through that, the first, co- the first time in 2008, we decided before that that we were going to um, focus on, on clients who were more resilient in downturns, right? So we worked with health, we worked with government, and we worked with resources because where we were in the world, they were pretty pretty strong regardless of, of, of what was happening. And when the, the downturn happened, the company was fine because all our clients were based in those areas. They had enough money, so we had enough money. In fact, we actually grew through that period. A couple of years later, we went through um, what we call like a a black swan event, like something that just comes out of nowhere, like COVID, right? And that was a big flooding situation in in our city. And that really hit the local economy hard because no one was really prepared for that. And the knock-on effect with even having local clients was that everyone stopped spending for a while while they adjusted and fixed resources and infrastructure. So while the fundamentals of the economy weren't too bad... The problem we were having is that no one was spending, and that's where our cash reserve was really handy, having that put us pull us through that period um, without that causing too many knock-on effects. So, you know, um, while we prepared for that first big one, which we could predict a little bit, like having that extra funds aside really helped us with those things that we couldn't predict when they came up. So those extra funds do come in really handy. Like mm. I said, it doesn't have to be much. Just put a little bit aside. Um, and just the idea of having it there is like peace of mind. Oh, I have that there. And you feel a lot more confident yeah. and a lot more at ease just by knowing that that yeah. exists.
1: That's something we do, actually. Look, I don't do a lot of it things works. right, but I do that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we do. And it does. It takes That's... the stress off you. Like, okay, no matter what happens, I know I'm not going to starve. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. The power will stay on. Everything will work out.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like when you head your bets, like if you think of a situation, you're like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? And yeah. if you know what that is and you have a couple of odds, then you feel a whole lot more calm going into the situation. And when you're more calm and less panicky, then everything seems to work out a whole lot better.
2: Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. and, and look, You're going to make better decisions, right? Like, decisions, guys. You're going to make better decisions if you're not freaking out. <laughs> like, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: And look, the last thing I'd say as a creator, um, if you're looking at understanding and preparing a creative business, is um, put together a help network, Right. A group of people um, who are there to help you. And look, there's there's an administrative element to that where you're putting together a list of people who are more direct to your business like um, accountants, uh, lawyers, agent. Have a list of all their contacts and the specific situations you might want to contact them in. So that you know if they come up, you just look at your list and you can and you can go through. Like uh, Shannon Jones had, had called it her doomsday list. We're not calling it that. We're talking about a list So who can help you out um, if you're in, in a bind? But the more important aspect is like what kind of support network do you have? Who are other creators you can connect with right now who you can chat to um, and get a conversation going? Instead so if things go you know, a little bit south, you have each other to lean on. You can ask each other questions. You can give each other advice. Um, when a group of you are seeing trends together, you're going to see more trends than just one of you out there. Um, it'll help you feel more supported, help you feel more confident. That's why uh, overall help network can be very, very handy to have. So if you don't have one right now, I'd recommend – going out there and finding a couple of creators who are like yourself and building the network out. And, and look, end of the day, if you can't find anyone, you know, you can always join the Creator Generation Network yes. and we're here to help you if you want, okay? So jump on I Discord. Love I love it that we're here. the fallback
2: If you can't <laughs> find anyone else, come hang <laughs> out. With, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't we should be number that. one. Maybe if, we can if, be your if, first port of call.
0: But look, the help network is good. And out of all the things um, I've seen creators do generally in their creator journey, when they have a help network or support network – everything becomes a lot easier it makes a world of difference being a creator can be a lonely thing and when you're in a global downturn it can be doubly scary for you right so having that help network um, is something that can be very valuable and if you don't know any creators like I said there are networks like the creator generation network you're more than welcome to join we're doing regular sessions every week pretty much where we talk to creators and we can talk about things Um, but even joining Facebook groups or Reddit groups can also help as well so do consider putting together a help network
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: and look the last point i'd like to make if uh is developing a value-based mindset now this is something that people find a little bit confusing or a little bit odd Mm -hmm. but it actually is very very important um in periods of you know downturn or strife um having a value-based mindset can be really good not just because it makes you more positive but people are going through a lot right and if you are geared to trying to give your viewer the best experience possible to make their life a little bit more better when they're going through a tough time, that can be a really powerful thing, right? The, the viewer can turn to you and say, oh, at least I'm getting really great content from Phoebe and Matt, and that just feels good. It's good <laughs> escapism, I'm really rewarded, it's information-based, it's, information based. it's, you know, it's yeah. educational, it's entertainment, I really enjoy this. Um, because you're thinking, how can I give the viewer the best experience possible? Not how can I give you the, the viewer the bear, level experience possible, but how do I give them the best one possible? And I think that is super important uh, because you're not only giving them more, but you're creating a closer relationship. And any creator has a closer relationship to their viewers. That's going to benefit you in the long term, right?
2: And not cool. even just in a downturn. Like, I mean, every creator yeah. should have a, I mean, we're very big on this that every creator should have a value-based mindset regardless um, of the time, time of economic uh up or down That's 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 what's going to set you set you apart
1: it also keeps you going you know there are times when i think that like i'm so tired in myself or i'm unsure of myself and i and i keep moving forward because i think no like i, I want to give this information to people i want to help people do this it takes the pressure off yourself because you're focused on them
0: hmm. that's, and that's a really good point you know that it, it really that positive mindset does help yeah. you move forward Sure. Look, lastly, the, the point I want to make, like I, I'm reading through a lot of lists of what other people said. And uh, Reid Duescher, who's the CEO of Night Media, um, released another, a,
2: another big fan of the show, big fan of the show,
0: you know, sent out um, some information to his creators. And, and he pointed out and said, look, you know, be aware that, you know, you might actually be doing OK as creator, but there are a lot of people around you who may not be mm-hmm. doing that great. So don't be tone deaf. Read the room. Understand what's happening there. You know, don't flaunt wealth and stuff like that when people are are, are losing it. So I think that actually is a really good tip. I think that makes sense. Do understand what's going on in the space and be aware of it. Like Phoebe said, you're going to be wanting to adjust your content accordingly um, and be more aware of what's happening. And what I would add to that and what I'd be saying is like, don't take advantage of people. There is a tendency if you're doing well in a difficult time and a lot of people aren't like sometimes people will take advantage of that and it's really sad. And we've seen a lot of that, you know, in the last couple of years of of um, different groups taking advantage of people who are very scared, uh, people who are panicking, people who are sort of downtrodden and that's not great. It's not a good thing, right? So what I would say is, as my last bit of advice is be a good person because one, that's what you should be, but two, it's going to pay dividends for you going forward. You don't want to take advantage of people when they're down continue to do what you do, continue to offer tons of value,
1: Yeah,
0: be a good person. And I think that will put you in good stead.
1: But how long do you think we're looking at here <laughs> of this mm. bad recession time happening? Cause it's been a rough couple of years. How long am I strapping yeah. myself in for now? Realistically?
0: Yeah. Look, that, I get two questions on top of this. One is how long will it last to how far will rates fall mm. and, and what's it going to mean? Right. Um, that is really an X factor. There are so many factors involved in that that we don't know. Um, generally, you'll probably, see, I mean, if I was guessing, probably within the next six months or so, you'll start to see what the actual picture's gonna look like, like how sort of tricky is it gonna get. Um, that will probably come up within the next mo- six months or by the end of the year, we'll sort of know where we're sitting. Um, in terms of how far rates may drop, that also varies. You know, ad rates can drop by 5%, they might drop by 30%, right? Mm-hmm. Same with brand deals. There's there's a lot of variation in that, and, and every market is going to be a little bit different because, like I said, different people and different brands and different companies are going to be affected in different ways. And there are some companies that do very well during recessions, right? Like I said, so yeah. they might have lots of advertising dollars to spend, so there'll be a, a, a different impact for that. So, mm. generally speaking, though, if I was doing an average, you know, prepare for maybe anywhere from you know ten to 30 percent drop, perhaps in, in ad rates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously. The, the the bigger amount you look at and the more you prepare for that, if it's less, then it's going to be a whole lot better for you. Um, okay. But it is like one of those things that we're sort of looking at month to month to see what's happening at the moment. There's still a lot of energy in the space. There are a lot of people spending a lot of money on things. Yeah. So it doesn't seem that way. Um, but like I said, in the next months or, sh- or so, we should know where we're sitting.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating when you think of like audience behavior, if they have less discretionary money to spend, that yeah. will mean most likely they're less likely to go to a bar, a restaurant, a cafe, go to the cinemas, right? Yeah. So we might end up in a, a circumstance where people are going to spend more time at home mm. <laughs> watching content, which is <laughs> free to consume. YouTube, TikTok, you know, it's kind of like – And but they might not have as much money to spend. So, like, maybe views go up. I, like, who knows, right? But the behaviour – yeah. like, typically, if you have less – Discretionary spend on entertainment stuff—you you look for things that, you know, are on uh, uh are at home, yeah, uh, or low costs and yeah, you know, um, watching things on the internet, yeah, other than the internet connection and the device you already have is pretty pretty cheap. So yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. fascinating.
0: And don't forget, like this is the key thing. We've gone through a extremely unusual time. Like this series of factors haven't come together in the last hundred years, right? And especially with COVID. COVID was. A major hit to a lot of people to their mental health right they didn't like being locked up they didn't like not being able to spend and being free and we are so used to being free uh, um, now that we will strive towards that right we will gear us towards that. so maybe you know the the general population's mindset is like i just want to get out there and do stuff and that energy and that positivity might push things in the in the correct direction sooner you never know right so yeah. those are the things like people are are fairly resilient in a society that is so consumerist and so wanting to get out there and do things we might keep forging on so look like i said there are a bunch of factors no one exactly knows like i said the fundamentals there are some fundamental problems and they do need to be corrected mm. um, it's just the impact of that and the best way we can look at that as creators is just be prepared focus on those core things, like I said, like, you know, strengthen and diversify your revenue, understand and prepare your creative business and like have a value-based mindset. And I think that's a good starting point.
1: Absolutely. I feel like this has been a guide on how to become like a doomsday prepper creator edition, (laughs) you know, prepare for the (laughs) worst, expect the best, but you've got everything ready in the basement just in case.
2: Well, that's it for the uh, inaugural (laughs) recession session. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't panic. Get prepared. (laughs) We'll see you next time. See you next time.
1: Bye.
0: See ya.